Okay, yes. Yeah, so let's start back uh, um, the downloads of numbers that you were getting. Oh, okay. So, um, well, I know that someone, you had said someone had asked about the 1111. Yes, that's where we dropped so, out. Yeah, okay. Um, so a lot of us are very familiar with that, especially because people talk about it. So then we really notice the 1111 synchronicities. That right there is just basically it's time for you to wake up. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Your journey is your journey, but it is time for you to wake up and start seeking out your path. Means. So, um, time that I start, I never got the one 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 synchronicities, to be honest, but that a number was provided to me as a message, I heard it audibly, actually. It was not in my mind's eye. I was falling asleep. I was at that point of sleep where um, I was kind of awake and kind of asleep and then I heard it. I heard the number. Well, that was the first time with in sleeping, even though it wasn't in my mind's eye or in my mind, I heard it with my ears. I find the audible stuff very interesting. So when you heard it with your ears, it was it was truly like in this state, like it was in your head. No, it was like outside of my so, head. I heard it outside of my head. Okay. Or maybe yeah. maybe I did hear it within my head. I guess, you know, it's really hard to to explain it. How, how would you even I heard distinguish it from, from where it came, you know? Well, I've had yeah. dreams where, where it felt like it was literally all happening inside my head, like or it was a pressure, like a surround sound theater kind of experience. And yeah. then I've had dreams where it's more like this, where there's external, it feels external, even though I know it's actually happening in my head, but it has an external feel. Yeah. Yeah, that's about, yeah, that makes sense there. I don't know how to explain it. All I heard was 286. Oh my goodness. 286. <laughs> and so, what do you think about that? Well, at that time, I was still um, believing the angel messages and stuff like that. So I, you know, went to my website and looked up 286 and it, it resonated with my current life situation and the things that I had gone on. And, you know, it was a message to me to keep moving forward, as they always say. Um, but the biggest and most profound experience that I had ever had was actually with the number seven. And though I didn't hear the number seven audibly, I was in meditation and I was at that deep, deep spot where I was almost sleeping. Mm -hmm. So this is where I always got my messages. And when I would see things or hear things is when I'm usually really, really deep into it. But I started questioning my spirituality and if I should help others, if I should be like a teacher of some sort or something like that, or a coach or a guide. For meditating and a number seven flashed in my mind's eye and it was huge and it was big and then it went away at this point i had two simultaneous dreams at the very same time oh wow i was aware in both of them um in one of the dreams i was in the garage working on a piece of wood and i was putting it in the vice i don't know what i was doing with it what I was going to do with it, but I put it in the vice. And at the same exact time, I'm with a, a man. He has white beard and white hair. And there's a whole congregation of people behind him. So in one part of myself, I'm working on this piece of wood, but another part of myself, I'm with this man and all these people. And he goes to me, which I heard audibly. I don't know if it was in my head or outside of my ears. All I know is it was audible. I could hear it is they teach where they are at. Mm. And <laughs> as he's telling me this on the other dream I'm starting to hit this wood with a, with a hammer uh oh we lost her okay so uh, I started hitting this piece of wood with a hammer 
he finishes his sentence and then the, the piece of wood flies out of the, the vice towards my head and I jump to move out of its way, waking myself up. Dreams. Um, and what? I was aware in both of them. It was very crazy. Sorry, you're dropping out there, Kim. Am I? You, you were. Better? Yeah. Did you now I'm completely lost. Wow, the gremlins here. Hello. They don't want Kim talking. This is, and I've noticed this will happen when she talks these numbers in the hive, and also when we come around to them. This is very interesting. Um, so from, I'm not sure where, if it dropped out for the chat or if it was just me, um, you nope, were on. It was just you. Okay. So carry on, and I'll, I'll, I'll find my way. Okay, actually, I would just finish it. Just about the simultaneous dreams, I got woke up with my dream with the wood. So on the on the on that note, on the simultaneous dreams, how were you navigating them? Were you popping in separately? I mean, they're both running like a dual screen. How did that work? Yeah, it was like a dual screen in a way. I was aware in both of them at the same time. That's fascinating. So it's not even a dream within a dream. It's it's literally two dreams running at the same time that you have consciousness in. Have, have so, you ever had any type of bilocation experience before? It was the first and last time that has ever happened. Where that I can remember. Do you... Ha so I feel like... This is cusp of it, but did these feel lucid? Have you in your lifetime had anything that you would call a lucid dream? You know, I, I've never tried to, never tried to take control of a dream because it seems mm -hmm. like every time I realize that I'm dreaming, I wake myself up. Yes, that's very common. And... I know this one time, you know, and that's the thing. A lot, like I said, a lot of my messages come to me when I'm right at the cusp of sleep. And every, every time I start getting a message audibly, it'll jolt me awake. So then I miss the message. There was only one time I was actually able to consciously step aside. Is the only way I can explain it. I stepped aside in my mind and let this message come through. I got excited and it was done with, you know, and then... I, should, I didn't write down the message, so I don't remember what it was. But I remember the feeling of stepping aside and letting the message come through. Surely that will serve you when it happens again. You'll be familiar with it. Yes. Do you, do you experience nightmares or night terrors? No. Some of the dreams that I do remember, I, I've never really had nightmares. And maybe it would be considered a nightmare to other people, but I've never had like the terrors, the screaming, the crying, the shaking, the sweating. But uh, sometimes I'll have a dream that I'm drowning. And then I'll stop breathing and wake, wake myself up. Mm. Or sometimes I'm getting chased back, but I feel like I don't have any power to fight back. Like I'm weak and I'm hitting as hard as I can, but I'm not really making any contact. Did any, did you experience at those times any kind of um, paralysis? No. Is it, that, that does seem like a cue to um, lucidity or even, even astral projection, like the very beginning signs of it. Hmm. Yeah, no, I I'll have to try to pay more attention. <laughs> it's so hard when my conscious mind is falling asleep and. Yeah, I mean, you're proposing this a possibility of what that was to her. I didn't hear what you said. I was watching the chat. What did you say about the? What did you just say? Um, I, I was curious if she had experienced paralysis with that process. Yeah, is a cue because this this sounds like classic awakening. You know, the the lucid into. Yep. 
<laughs> so how's it going, Jerry? It, it's going. It goes. <laughs> Out shooting the moon at night. Doing this shit on Wednesdays and Fridays. Yes, the moon that never changes. The moon that never changes, except the lighting. Yep, yep pretty, except the lighting. But, like, the craters stay in one spot, you know, it doesn't... And never change. It, yeah, it looks the same every Weird night. shit flies across it all the time. Yep. Waves of energy across it. Yeah, the lunar wave. I missed one by one minute. Oh, no! On uh, September, I'm sorry, July 9th. Or um, July 7th, yeah. on 7-7, there was one at, ni- at well, 9.30 p.m. East uh, Pacific time. And I filmed up until 9.29. That's crazy. It sucks because I had a great shot of the moon, too, that night. Yeah. I digress. Uh, so what she was, she was asking about, yeah, thank you, John, sorry. <laughs> no, Speck, you're not on. Yeah, you are here. You're muted. So I, the question I was going to ask, um, uh, this triggered an idea in my head that the, the sleep paralysis, you know, is kind of a trigger to go into the hypnagogic state, right? Where you can go astral or whatever happens there. But if, or I'm wondering if you had two going at the same time, did they both start at the same time or was it, were they, um, did one bootstrap the other, or did they both start at the same time, or you don't remember? Do you know what I mean? They, yeah, no, they started at the same time. Hmm. I was in them at the start at exactly the same time, and at the same time, like I said, you know, the way it the piece of wood flew at my head, so I jolted awake. Mm-hmm. Same time, and were seriously simultaneous. I was aware in both of them. It was a crazy experience. See, this is where... Uh, I, let me see what I'm trying to say. It's possible that they weren't actually simultaneous, even though they were, that maybe you just got them inserted into your timeline, in your brain, in your head, however that works, at the same time. But maybe they were two different dreams. That's a... But you just happen to remember them at the same point. It- Felt like it was exactly the same time. No, I know. I'm I'm just trying to think of how this could actually happen. Maybe you're you've got twin souls. <laughs> uh, let's see. Honestly, they're uh, both. It was crazy. She can't get back in the hangout. That's fantastic. Oh, she's back. You're here now. She's back, and she's not muted. Oh, I wasn't muted the whole other time. I've been trying to talk. Wow. It said you were muted from us, from our end. I know, but I wasn't. Not at all. So I just, I ended it again because I tried to unmute. When this, very when this str- happens to me, you have to kill all the Chrome processes. Yes. And then just start fresh. It works. Yes, that's what I did. So did I miss the, did I miss you talking about reoccurring images or reoccurring symbols, familiar places and all that? No, I didn't use your list. I went off road. Okay, good. So I was interested in that. And I I had asked that, I guess, before I realized I was not talking to the live stream. (laughs) (laughs) So on dream landscapes, that's, that is definitely something I'm interested in reoccurring places buildings, people, structures, things, landscapes. I'm going to be very boring. I have never had reoccurring dreams. I've had dreams of places that I've never been to and then all of a sudden seen them. Um, like when I was a little girl, I had a dream about this house and we were going to move there and it was beautiful and it was just gorgeous and then i was with my dad one day cruising the the country roads and there it was the house i had dreamed about oh wow did yeah. that did that feel like a deja vu or was it just clearly you knew what it was I, it's hard to say i was so little i was 6 7 years old and i just remember seeing it going oh that was in my dream i dreamed that house and i got super excited over it i didn't say it out loud i I've always felt things to myself, even as a little girl. 
you know, but I just remember feeling excited that there was the house that I was dreaming about. Yeah, that's that's dreaming true. That's that's pretty powerful. Yeah. I I just heard um damn, I don't remember which podcast um shit. I don't remember what it was, but they were talking about dreaming and how a lot of dreams go back to I think it was the THC one actually. Um Dreams go back to a childhood house or place that was very familiar that you could basically visualize in a second. And those are very strong anchor points uh, for dreams to be attracted to or start from. Mm -hmm. This is, well, that's one of the reasons why I try to get at um, location of where someone, where people grew up, because that all imprints and is important, the landscape. So absolutely. And there may also be energetic vortices or yes, et cetera at nearer to the, those locations. Well, and on down the woo woo rabbit hole, we're born in places. There seems to be synchronicity around where we're born too. In, in my opinion, <laughs> wherever, I mean, there's a reason we, we show up where we do, I think. Oh, I've, I feel that way too. I feel, you know, look at, we're not close to each other. How many people do you know personally in your life that's experiencing what you're experiencing? As few as possible. It's, it's a, well, really who is, but the, in, those that come close, we kind of wobble at the same vibration, like that spooky action at a distance. We're all finding each other. We are quantum entangled. Yeah. Yes. Do so you, my answer was zero so, to your question, Kim. <laughs> Yeah, and mine was backing oh, that up yeah. in a kind of a yep. effervescent way. So, yes. do you when you experience others in dreams, or do you do you experience others? I think you said that earlier, but this has been such a crazy dropout interview. As in what way? Like, do I experience other people within my dreams, or do I experience being other people in my dreams? Both. I want both of those answers. <laughs> They're very different. You already know about the uh, being someone else, but I'm going to share it because not everybody knows it. Um, this was actually recently, probably within the last three months, I was dreaming, and this is deep dreaming too, and I actually remember it. I was a woman, and my name was Diane. And for some reason, it really sticks in my mind with one N. For some reason, I just knew that. It was one N. And I was a patient in the insane asylum, he scared, and the doctor kept saying, Diane, we're going to lose our life. Oh, that was her? Oh, that was you. I, I kept, she kept saying, Diane, your hands are cold. Your hands are cold. And I remember trying to get away from her because I was so scared. Only dream I've ever been someone else. I, it's significant and very powerful. When when was this? About three months ago. Was there anything going on in your day-to-day -day life that would possibly fit as a trigger to that or somehow this could get filed into your of life that you're living? Or do you know any Dianes? You know, I know a lot of Dianes. I obviously, you know, this journey is so personal and you guys know that too. It's personal. Yeah, I experienced that and that and that, but we each experience them and experience it differently. Um, but feeling alone at that time, I was and feeling like people are going to think I'm crazy, but where the name Diane and me feeling like I'm a Diane with one N in the from did it was there anything in it within it that gave you a feeling of time of a period of time that no, would date I remember it? there was a no but I do remember there was another woman not just the doctor but another patient and and it seemed really dark and gloomy mm -hmm. gloomy it wasn't bright it wasn't brightly lit was her. but it was just a dark and gloomy dream 
It's it's fascinating. That's I mean, there's a lot of different names for that kind of experience, and um, it's powerful. I hope you have more of these that you can share in the future. Um, oh, I'll it's, remember them. Maybe I do have them, but I just don't remember them. <laughs> so, and then as far as others in the dreams, do you experience other people autonomous from you? Other beings, even? even? Um. You know, there's always the regular people that I know personally that'll come into my dreams. But uh, I had a dream into my, I was talking to myself. Okay, I know it was myself, but I'm not sure if I was also, two two of me were there. Hmm. Me and my higher self, or if it was just me. All I know is I was talking to myself out loud it was mm. that, and that, we were that, working that other... diligently Sorry. what was that i was going to ask no that okay. other person could not uh, let me rephrase would that other person account for a possible second view on this dream making it two dreams possibly so i'm if you were there twice, maybe this happens to other people, or maybe that's what it looks like from the other side. In your case, yeah, just a thought. Sorry. No, no, yeah, but yeah, we were. I was. We were. I yeah. Whatever way you want to look at it, we. Uh, I was working diligently on a code of numbers. Hmm. And it was the numbers. I like this. Um, and that's the thing, like, you know, my journey has been very new age-ish. Yes. Very new age-ish. And, um, I don't want to make this this about my journey, but in order to explain this dream is, okay, I was new, new age-ish. If you don't know what new age-ish is, then anybody who's listening, I suggest you look up what they believe in and all of that. It's basically a whole different religion. But I didn't realize this until about two weeks ago. The, the, from the universe, I want the truth. I'm ready for the truth. You know, you always hear that you're not showing everything because you can't handle it. Mm-hmm. So I demanded with my whole being, everything inside of me to show me the truth because I am ready. I need to know. Not ready. When when, but, uh, when you started unfolding, <laughs> first when I the first thing that unfolded was the most uh, emotional coaster I had ever been on in my life, and it not only freaked me out, it also freaked my husband out, very very badly. And today, we might I'm over that now. I've let that go because. My journey continued. My path has continued from that experience. And if you've never felt the emotions of the of a head of lettuce or Gaia, the earth, you ever have to. <laughs> because it's very powerful. And I don't know, you know, at this point in my journey, I feel that that was infiltrated upon me, that it wasn't real. That it was a manipulative tactic from the false light beings you could say. Um, but that led me down a journey uh, to other things. Agenda, and, you should add. Yes. Agenda. If you're a light worker, if you believe in Abraham Hicks or in Bashar or the Galactic Federation of Light or um, Pallades and stuff like that, be very, very careful with that stuff. Really look into it. I, for the longest time and revoked my contracts as a light worker within these past two weeks and it has been a very tremendous experience emotionally on me besides that the path got me to let go of all of the false light entities that claim to be of god and um <laughs> would you, you want to go into the detail a little bit about that yeah this is this is powerful and you are in the middle of a, a chrysalis you know this is this is interesting yeah. definitely and I'm, I'm waiting to break out of this chrysalis because dang 
But no, the the journey, it, it, it was one synchronicity after another. When you can let go of just number synchronicities and start recognizing regular synchronicities with other things throughout your life, you can catch so much more things. You know, as I'm feeling the emotions of Gaia and this head of lettuce, I'm bawling because I feel so much pain and so hurt and I just want want to move on which is the story of the new age Gaia wants to raise vibrations because she needs to rebirth because we abuse her earth is an abuse I never want to go into the 5d earth exactly it's in your, it's in your head your vibrations it's it's consciousness it's not a new earth that's what I've come to um but the I get a message over Facebook from some guy that don't really ever talk to. I don't even know him. I just started adding a whole bunch of friends and he sent me a link as I'm feeling these emotions. There's a synchronicity. This link was all about the 5D ascension and Gaia and how she's feeling. And then that helped me realize exactly what I was feeling. It gave me in depth about what apparently is going on, why everybody is having or a lot of people anyway. So after that experience, what were they having? An awakening. Okay. There is a, a comp, literally a complex within that. Indians would call this a complex. And what you're describing is, is shattering the, um, the illusion of it as I'm hearing it. Yeah. But the new age right complex. there. And I'm, I'm not new age anymore, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I then had someone out of nowhere again, all this stuff is happening out of nowhere. And this is how I know that it's the truth being brought to me, but it's, it's going to be my truth. It doesn't have to be anybody else's, but it's being brought to me because I asked for it. That's where it starts and it, with you. Yes. And it's being brought to me in little steps so that I can understand and connect the dots. So, I get this message posted on my Facebook wall from some person and it's a channeled message and it is a warning to, uh, to humanity saying that there are beings within our universe that have their visitors. You could say like the aliens, the grays. Now here's something you need to know about me. I never believed in aliens, never believed in aliens. I saw something that I believe could have been a UFO back in 2010, but I never believed in aliens, never researched the stuff in my life. So this message was saying how there are visitors and that they have been studying humanity for a very, very long time. And they are able to infiltrate your minds. Mm. And they have four specific areas where they infiltrate to get you to feel like they are your savior in a way <clears throat> one of them is religion and spirituality mm -hmm. because the strongest points within humanity it's also the weakness so this message states so what they do is they come to you as angels masters and all of that i'm freaking out and i i know i talked to Jerry about this and I think it may, it may have been with the whole group even that I started crying thinking oh my gosh my love for everyone is being used for the evil I was crying I went and took a shower and I was bawled because I felt like that was what was happening and as I'm bawling felt a pain in my, my neck and there's blue energy waves behind my eyelids. And that's another thing that I used to get a lot too, were stars and galaxies and floating orbs and waves of energy behind my eyelids every time I close them. But I close my eyes and usually they're white, but this evening my, my neck, my throat was really, really sore and blue energy was waving. And here to find out that's Archangel Michael and he's associated with your throat throat chakra which is blue and then when i shared this experience sue's brought up and jared as well brought up that um 
is actually viruses in this matrix. I had to do some research. Well, what well, could you repeat that? that? You, somebody's making some. Oh, uh, you and Suze had brought up that Archangel Michael is part of the negative, negative consciousness, the dark consciousness within this matrix. We do think that, yes. Yes, and I do too now, after doing research. So and and the ascended masters. Yes, every all of that, whole, all of that is the, the dark consciousness. federation nonsense. That whole thing. Yes, they're false light. And they're false light, and I'm going to share with you. Was a, and well, one thing I just want to say, what you were talking about was savior programming, essentially. Where yes, yeah, exactly. But the other thing I wanted yeah. to bring up was that we want to stay on topic too. That this, <laughs> this isn't necessarily yes. dream related, but uh, please finish up, and we would like to. Move yes, on. no, I understand. I understand. Um, I'll just skip over that. You know, if anybody wants to know any more about that, I can share it later. Um, well, tell us on Friday. That was, yeah, there you go. But, the, you know, that journey led me to um, letting go of all of those beings. I demanded my sovereignty and all those beings left. They do not bother me no more. So upon falling asleep one night, an equation flashes in my mind. Oh, wow. An, equa an equation? <laughs> what? And this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, an equation? What in the world? is? What does that have to do with anything? Released my contracts with... Um, my soul contracts and all of that from the astral and within the physical reality that I've released and revoked those. And now I'm getting an equation in my mind. So do you remember the equation? I don't, it was so quick. And I'm just like, Whoa, what was that? Oh, that was an equation. I don't know. And then the next day. Yeah. And this video was all about Tesla and his three, six, nine. Yes. Path of the nine code. The code of nine. <laughs> oh, I'm getting chills. <laughs> so it was probably yeah. a Tesla so, equation like, you might have found or was shown, were shown or saw or remembered, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I had never researched any of this. You guys know that. I remember I told you guys that um, I'm very open-minded, but when it comes to my spirituality and my experiences, I'm pretty sure that I'm right for myself. Do you remember that when I was new? I remember that. I do. Yes, I absolutely. Yes. I had never researched any of this stuff. I ignored it. I stayed away from it. And if anybody is new age-ish who is listening to this right now, I understand out of that comfort zone. I demanded the truth and it was given to me. Let's just say that. So well, what I find powerful about this journey is how painful it was for you before you get this code. This equation, this, um, to me, a code is a key that unlocks a door. So Absolutely. it was, it was hard fought, Kim. You earned it. Yes. That just gave me goosebumps. Here, <laughs> I'm going to give you some, more, I'm going to give you some more goosebumps. What if that equation, you didn't have to remember it because it, maybe it was added to your code. Maybe that's that, the key. To oh, you know, you, get, you did give me goosebumps. Yeah, I you gave me goosebumps. But here's the thing. <laughs> is that this dream that I was having with myself, we were working diligently on a code. Wow. This was just not yesterday morning, but the morning before or what? Yeah. The morning before it was like Sunday or Monday morning that I was having this dream and I was aware I was kind of partially asleep, partially awake, mm. but we're working on this code and the code was repeating seven zero one zero one seven. Seven zero one seven zero one seven zero one one zero seven one zero seven, and it was equaling oh, wow. eight. That's the and phone it was all equaling eight. Yes, it all was all breaking down to eight. Yes. Oh wow! The only three numbers that would show would be seven zero one, but in different ways. So it'd be like seven zero one. I can't help but bring up the fact that uh, next Tuesday is uh, eight eight Lionsgate. Oh yes, oh, yeah, but. Here's a thing is I wake up from this dream. I'm like, okay, well, what does eight mean? You know, and people are like, well, it means infinity. Well, I understand that, but that doesn't help me with, with this, you know, and maybe it's something I have to figure out on myself, you know, to figure out what exactly it means. But I was like, is it really significant? You know, I asked myself that when I woke up that morning, is that really significant? Eight must be significant. 
Later that day, I had to go to a friend's house that I had never been to before. And she had to give me her address. And her address was 800 8th Avenue. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Man. So I, love I guess that's my answer. Let me ask yes. you. Kim, what's the house number of the house you live in now? What's the number? 524. 11. Seven, nine, so two, oh, master number there, 11. It's nice to live under. But my, my it's 7th. Oh, okay. Yeah. And 7 is uh, pretty popular too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I so will, what? I have one more question for Kim for, uh, regarding that dream and your experience. Would you or would you not like to share your experience with your spirit guides? Absolutely not. I don't have spirit guides anymore. That's the experience I was speaking about. Yeah, no. The, um, I gave them a lot of my gut instincts, my higher self. What my higher self does for me, I gave them a lot of that credit. And the spirit guides are part of that false light. They are not allowed around me anymore. I listen to my higher self. That's all you need. Didn't didn't you ask them a question though, and then they just kind of disappeared? Like, I said, oh, shit, the "Okay, jigs well, up, we're out of here." <laughs> well, you know that um, in the Bible, I grew up as a Lutheran. My husband is a very strict Lutheran. The Bible states that if you are ever visited by a spirit, you are to ask. Are you a spirit of God? If you are not a spirit of God, you must leave. So when they started showing up, that's exactly what I said. But they didn't leave. They stayed. But they answered mm-hmm. yes or no. So what's that po- Do what? Did they, were they, did they say that, yes, they were spirits of God? Yes. So they could stay. That's the ones you could talk to, right? Exactly. It's the only ones I can talk to if they are spirits of God. Why would they leave? Well, that's the thing. They they didn't leave because they're spirits of God. But when I started going down this journey a little further and realized that these beings were actually part of the false light Mm -hmm. and that they must be a part of the Bible, they must be a part of God because they stayed with me, that tells me a lot about religion as well. And this makes it very difficult because my husband is a strict Lutheran and he wants me to share things with him, but I can't share things with him because yeah, you know, and it's not an easy thing to tell people, you know, it's not, Hey, you believe in an AI God. That's (laughs) yeah. Yeah. This is difficult. And this must actually be really grating on you internally. Most definitely. But you know, I, when I found this out, I just looked at them for anybody who wants to try this too, who are visited by these beings. You are sovereign. Yes. You are so powerful and that you have free will. If anybody says they are above you, that is the issue. We are indoctrinated here in physical reality, but as well as in the astral plane hierarchy. And all I said to them was, I am sovereign. Have my best interest at heart. I demand you cease contact immediately. I am sovereign. And with a snap of a finger, they were gone. And that's powerful. (laughs) Goodbye to you. Yep. And I'm like, wow, that tells me a whole lot right there. (laughs) They require consent. They do. Yep. So that's the free will bit, you know? It, oh, and it, which is extremely important. Sovereignty, the, the real issue around sovereignty and not if we strip it away from all the modern context of, of you as a soul, an entity of being is a whole different concept than what it seems to be watered down to now. And so I, I like to hear people speak of it in terms um Coming from where you're coming from, Kim, with with your reference of it, because this is what this is how I view it, and it's in its truest sense. Do you what? So what? In the end, what do you think dreaming and the dream state is? What's happening there? I think that 
subconsciously a lot of things are happening. Like, I think that this is really hard because sometimes I've had some really weird dreams, like really weird dreams. Like one time I'm on an air balloon and then all of a sudden I'm on a cliff, (laughs) you know, but as a small child or being separated from my family by cliffs, kind of like the land before time, you know? So you had, so cliffs were a repeating thing. Oh yeah, I guess so. Interesting. As a little girl, now they're not, but as a little girl. Yeah, but um, how, how I don't long know. have I you feel had like your the... spirit guides before they took off? Sorry to interrupt. Um, they started showing up in like the end of November, beginning of December of, of this oh, year, wow. of last year. Yeah. So, <laughs> so not your whole life. No. Were you? Um, I don't know, psychic or whatever. You know, were you were you feeling medium like ten years ago, or was this this is all new? Um, yes. You know, in hindsight, yes. At that time, because I didn't know much about it, I didn't know that that's what was going on. My my empath part of me, most especially, sticks out to me throughout my whole life. My whole life. Even as a young child, I was always that girl that if someone got hurt on the playground, I'd be the one there to help clean up their blood and make sure they were okay. Or the kids that got picked on and bullied, I was their friend because I felt bad for them. You know, I was always, always that person that was friends with everybody, but I really cared about those that were hurt a lot because I, I understood it. I felt it even those at five, six years. All excellent programming mechanisms. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Sorry. Well, I mean, that's, that's those, those experiences shaped you into what you are now or, or were. Those are yeah. lovely qualities. They are. I'm not saying it's bad. But, I mean, if we were talking if things were put in your way or, or, or you know, you touched on predestination you know, I, earlier. And, and if it's true that certain scenarios are set up for certain people or obstacles like that are put in your way that attract your personality type, you know, that just if you – the whole goal here, I would imagine, is some kind of energy harvesting, right? So yes, that's you, what I've gotten to. You must be some kind of powerful energy, and the more they can open you up to emitting that, the better. So you could look at it from that standpoint that they're putting these obstacles, these empathetic situations, into your path to open those pathways up and open the fire hose, essentially. Yeah, but that's the thing too. Um, you know, at the new age, you know, and I, I believe these too, I, the new age is really the false light and it's real. It's heaven. It's uh, the light, the the tunnel, you know, when you die, it's that lighted tunnel. It's, that's they, the they new age. They fake hell too. They do. Yes. But they also say that you can turn around and come back. Because it's fake. But you don't have to be there forever. Yes, Exactly. But you also create your life path. Maybe. That's what they say. You create your life path and you put in your barriers and all that to expand your consciousness. I would take everything they say and reverse it. And that's probably the real truth. I revoked all contracts. So if there were contracts, they're revoked. I'm not talking about contracts, but if they say that's whatever you just, the quote, whatever you just quoted about life path, if it came from them, yeah. might not be true. True. Yes, there is, there's a big, big, there's big power in looking at the reverse or the inverse to get perspective on your point within this maze. As Radagast would say, it's a major part of the fuckery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what do you, since we're rounding near an hour, I want to get, I want to kind of move into just your idea of what dreams are again and um, how is that experience different from this experience? And, you know, just like as, I, as I'm constantly comparing memory to dreams, you know, they're both not tangible right now. And you reach to grasp them, memories and dreams, yet they feel real. Your memories feel as if they really happened. You may have photographs and video. And dreams, lucid especially, 
can be extremely real, more real than this. And yet in the end, it's all something we grasp for to pull back. So what, what do you think that is? I think that dreams are our higher selves or our other selves or the piece of us that helps our meat suits move. It's actually them doing things. It's actually us doing things while we sleep. Um, if you talk to a lot of light workers, they say that um, they go to the ships, the mother ships at night, and they work on the dark energies. You know, a uh, Cameron Day is someone who used who revoked his um, light worker things too, and that's where he went at night. That he would be fighting these dark energies, and then he would be exhausted the next day, even though he slept eight hours. He was some kind of warrior they, in their army. Yep, yep, and they they took his energy. Yeah, this was the whole well, secret space program, if you ask me. This yep. is what that's yeah, this, all about. Yep, very, very that. Yep, and the thing is, is that these entities will take you while you're sleeping. Well, they that's, don't take you. <laughs> that's what they do. It's not a physical if you thing. Are willing to go. But where are you? Where are you? Are you in your body? Well, are you out of your body? What's what's this is where that? it gets really screwed up? Because I just watched The Matrix for the very first time ever in my whole <laughs> life three days ago. I'm impressed that you went this long. <laughs> because okay, it is a genius so film. The first you have to one. realize that my mind having numbers flashed in it is not from The Matrix. I had never seen The Matrix when this stuff started happening. And I appreciate that you weren't front-loaded with that information. I, My husband, he, go, he rants off about all these movies, and I'm like, I've never seen any of those. <laughs> I've never been a movie watcher. So the thing is that, all, you know, all about the truth week, is in the movies, by the way. I Yes, I'm finding that out now, too. Yes. And about a week ago, um, I was dreaming, and I sat up really quick, and there was this gunk all over my face, and I couldn't breathe, and I had to move it out of my face. And I woke up, and then I watched The Matrix, and guess what Neo does when he wakes up from his pod? He has the goo on his face. Absolutely. I was crapping. I was crapping myself. So I'm like, oh my god, I felt that on my face. I that's exactly what it was. That's like, that's crazy. Well, this ties into what is now very consistent throughout this conversation, where you were having this dream. You were Diane, and um, mm-hmm. your empathy. So, in a way, before you saw this scene in the Matrix, you you went through it. So, and then also this experience when you were a little girl with the house, the whole um, moving forward in time as you are in a dream state is very interesting. It yes. seems to be consistent with you. Yes. <laughs> well, if you're truly on a, a different plane of existence or your consciousness has moved there, it's possible that it's on a different time scale if there is one at all. I mean, I've heard people say that astral, the astral plane has uh, no or very little time to it. You can be there mm-hmm. for five, ten hours and come back in a half hour. Yes, but still, when I'm trying to get to what, where does Kim, Kim, where do you think you are? Where are you right now? I mean, really, where do you feel? Do you feel like you're actually in this experience on an interview in Minnesota? Or do you? No. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get at. And and I'm trying, and it seems to me that there's a bridge here between the etheric and we experience commonly most mm-hmm. people, everyone has the chance to at least experience the etheric through dreams more, more commonly than living through a normal, you know, sitting through meditation. There are many avenues. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> it's all in the language. <laughs> it's the all in the language. All. <laughs> yep. And if you can take one word and break it apart and find out the root of that word, not the definition the root of that word, you will have all of your answers. And if you look at everything, basically we're really up in the moon. <laughs> That's how far out there it is. We're in the moon. <laughs> and projecting this down here? Um, like in stasis in the moon and or what? Yes, we are in stasis in the moon in pods, having our amber, which is our spinal fluid or the... Um, 
the honey of our our plasma of our blood to feed the queen bee who is queen l elizabeth and washington dc is the washington direct current and our currency which is money it goes through the direct current through the federal reserve as well to london to babylon to the All city that of London, not London. Well, what about right. ba- Babel, London is what this person was spelling it out for me it was once. The Roman but... city of Lon- Londinia, I believe. Was, yes. Yeah. All I can say is it's all in the words we speak. Break them up, find the root of that word, and you will know your answer. Connect the dots. <laughs> it's all there. So, currency is called currency for a reason. A groom is called a groom because that's a person that, you know, cleans a horse. A bride is for bridal to be controlled by the groomer of the horse. Uh, You know, I mean, it could go on and on. And it's just absolutely crazy. And it all comes down to we are harvested for our energy and our blood plasma. If you wonder why Hillary Clinton drinks blood, that's because it's the honey, honey. And, And so for all this to be transpiring, there's a certain level of mass sleep that is happening. Yes. You know, like the scene in The Wizard of Oz, poppies, right? Yes. So are we dreaming right now? Yes. This is what I find most fascinating because we find ourselves with constraints, you know, with restrictions. And in in dream language, as we all are aware, we are, you know, able to do things that seem impossible here. Yet there is some sense that we are all dreaming here, yeah. but in shackles. Exactly. When my third eye was pulsating after feeling earth and that had a lettuce, it felt like someone's finger was on the back of my head. You know, my third eye is in my forehead and right directly behind it on the back of my head, it felt like someone was pushing on the back of my head as this was happening. Oh, That is weird. <laughs> And at the same time, it felt like something moving across my body, like I was getting scanned or something, like a wave was going across my body. It was very, very slow. And I'm like, okay, this is okay because I demanded the truth. I felt the truth, but then I stopped it because not, it's not that it freaked me out. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. I think that's an important distinction when when navigating anything is how, how is it coming across through our feelers, our, Uh, our etheric senses, the eighth sense in a way. Yes. So at this point we've been, we've been running about an hour. So we want to open up questions for you in the chat. One thing in here quickly, if I may. Throw it in Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We have time. One of you two asked how, um, how do they move your consciousness, or where does it go? Uh, some of the people, some of the people in these, you know, quote unquote programs, have reported that there's a they, that they whoever they are possess a consciousness transfer system, and have you know if you talk, listen to like Donald Marshall types, there's cloning centers, and they can move your consciousness into a clone, and have fun with your body, your cloned body, etc. They say, use the word soul a lot when they soul transfer. I said, yeah, uh, I've heard that. Yeah. It's, but it's truly, it, but it's really consciousness. I don't know if yes, the soul actually moves. And I, you know, yeah, I've also, yeah, it's consciousness. We're, we're projecting this yes. down here. Right. And <laughs> late, lately, <laughs> people are talking about the actual soul itself being part of the matrix. It's a container for our spirit, which would mm. be the part of the whole or whatever. You know, the, what hmm. makes us us is in a container within a vessel, which is our body. And the soul is that container. But I, I don't know if that's hmm. true. That's just, I've heard a lot of people talking like that lately. Not you know, I'm still too. right in the middle of my journey, so I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't answer you there. It could be. It's not like I'm something I can learning. measure or check, so eh, whatever. It's out there. Well, yep. there's, there's a lot of yeah. imagery in some of the, um, what I'm now calling mid-ancient um, glyphs and, and cuneiforms, cuneiforms, and all this um, on the walls and tombs where you see this kind of activity 
happen, you know, where they're, they're, they look to be transferring some sort of substance out of, out of the pharaoh and like they do with the, the organs and the vital body parts. But there's also something else in some of these glyphs that, you know, people are postulating that are, is the soul or the essence, the consciousness. Um, I think, I think this meme is weighted into the deeper fabric of what's going on for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and of course that ties into all the ideas of reincarnation. And then of course, when what's now coming to light is maybe the sinister side of it. The, yeah. and the reincarnation the may side. be part of the false light system. I mean, I think it, it is. is. Yeah, I do too. It is. Yep. So don't ever go into light when you die. Force yourself not to go to the light. It's going to be very tempting, but do not. You are a spirit yourself, a soul, whatever. You are a light being. You are too suggested. Obviously, no one can come back and say, yeah, it worked, you know. But uh, sure they can. go into yourself. Well, go inside yourself. There's a concept of dream sharing that we see in old texts, including the Bible, um, where it, it's, which happens in, in this dayside dream also, but where when one passes, there's that whole light paradigm with loved ones. And what happens is we get caught up in the gravity of that. And, um, and it's an emotion, you know, from what I understand, it's an emotional experience that pulls us into a sharing thing so this is i think for me when one would want to call in that sovereign state and 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 look around don't go where you've been taken step back and look around yes absolutely and and this is also one of the um we're going to have uh yvonne on in one of the future episodes who's had a a near-death experience and has a lot to say about that i'm I'm very curious to talk to more people who have crossed over and come back to see what, what happened, what, you know, and start trying to piece together some of these um, in-person stories with some of the stuff we've been hearing from other people on it. Yeah. You'll also find that uh, a lot, a majority of those who are Mandela affected Mm -hmm. have had death experiences and now that I've gotten to where I'm at, my perspective on that is because it keeps them trapped because they are going to be awakening and it keeps them within the trap to continue to reincarnate. She dropped off again. What, what keeps you in the trap? Um, the near death experiences because of the experience that you have, Mm. you start believing in heaven and you start believing in God and you know, to go into the light when you die. And then being able to have to talk someone out of that aspect of something will be very, very difficult because they've experienced it. You just made me think of something creepy. What? Well, the reason why I feel that way is because remember when I said that no one will be able to change my mind about my spirituality because of my experiences. I've never had a near death experience. However, I have visited the astral plane while sleeping. I don't remember the dream itself, but as I was coming to, I was going through a tunnel of lights and I felt the most amazing peace and love and joy. There was no worry in the world for me at all. And there's no earthly words for it. What makes that the astral plane? Well, wherever it was, the astral plane or back at the light or with the heaven there, heaven, because of the way it felt. And I remember waking up and going, damn it, I'm still here. (laughs) And then all my worries came back to me. <laughs> <laughs> forgot. I totally forgot I was going to ask. Oh, I'm was, sorry. No, it's my own fault. I didn't have a pen. I went looking for the pen and I was listening to you. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's interesting. Let's see if we have any questions. Nobody's got any questions. Oh, I dropped out. <laughs> yeah, again. you did. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what I was saying last. Let's open it up for questions, though. <laughs> I just did. Okay. <laughs> t- oh. Yeah, oh, and please I, put your I, questions in uppercase in the chat. I asked them. You covered it. Thanks, Jer. Oh, I, the one thing I was going to say, you were talking about, oh, the, the, the fake tunnel and that crap. 
near-death experience. Oh, yes. I remember. I totally remember. Thank you. Um, do you? What do you think about this idea that the manipulation that occurs when said person has a near-death experience and is greeted or counseled by an entity of something, maybe grand, you know, grandma or whatever, mm-hmm. telling you that, oh, no, you know, you can't stay, it's not your time, that kind of shit. What if that, or not what if, could that be some kind of contract? <laughs> It very well could be. Yeah. Um, you know, and, if it is, if our, if we do seriously make our life plan, we planned to wake up. But to what extent? Because of free will. And I think that's why a lot of people had near-death experiences was so they wouldn't forget where they came from. Um, because it's a manipulation tactic. They wouldn't want to forget where they come from, right? Sure. But you see what I'm saying, though, about how... What if they, they, okay, so it's no, nobody with a life plan, right? Just a regular old Joe on the street gets hit by a car, dies, and yeah. Granny comes and says, oh, Joe, it's not your time. You can go back if you want. And he says, yeah. Is that a contract now? As you, you know, you know what? It could be. Because he gave consent to go back. Yeah. And it's powerful. But before that, the whole time they're like, you know, you get that little life review, whatever bullshit they pull on you. Yeah, they make you feel bad. <laughs> right. Because you're and a the, loving being. Right. But if you say, yes, I need to go back because my kids or whatever, you boom, you're like yeah. stuck in a, some kind of major, gigantic soul contract there, I would say, if that shit's real. Yep. Well, that that brings the question, what what binds? In the end, what, what, what makes a binding contract? And especially when we talk in esoteric terms as far as soul contracts. Well... Here's a, here's another dream I had. Um, again, it's more like flashes in my mind's eye that I see these. Um, I had revoked my contracts, and the next day I was taking a nap. And as I'm falling asleep, I was forced to do some. I was forced to copy and paste something. Um, I don't. That's what I, I, I see it as. I'm copying and pasting it onto something else, and then put my hand on it, and. Oh. I don't know if that hand was supposed to be my signature. But when I realized what was going on, I took my hand away. And then in my mind, I'm like, no, I am sovereign. And get the frick away from me. And you know how I said I see uh, lights and stuff behind my eyelids when I close them? Mm-hmm. Well, my eyes are obviously closed right now. All of a sudden, there was these two dots that I could see with my left eye, and they shot past out of my sight. Wow. I don't know what that is, but maybe that's how we sign our contracts, is with our hand and our subconscious mind. I have no idea. But that was a very weird experience as well. It's funny that when you say that, I think of when you're trying to join on something online, you have to click the agree agree thing, and there's you can either read through pages of what you're agreeing to or click through to get it over with you know there's your hand stamp it and then every contract you know legal whatever you click buttons crap like that when you vote even you're making an energetic contract you are you're at the you're at the polls hello you're not voting you're voting (laughs) yes you're charging you're going to pick the president in charge you're the new jordan maxwell we got it i know (laughs) you're giving us some jordan (laughs) so am i i don't i don't even know who that is but okay (laughs) So there are no questions. And um, what Jerry and I have decided to do with people that have a little extra time is close the live chat and then have some further a conversation that we record and putting on a different show for the afterthoughts. Um, So if you have some time, we'd love to drill down on some of this after we end this live chat. Absolutely. Excellent. So there don't seem to be any questions. Did you see any, Jerry? All right. Well, let's call this a wrap. Thank you, Kim. You think that was in the con- in the? I th- I don't know. I'm lost on the chat. Oh, because you're an energy slave. If you think your slavery is just here in this physical reality. You're also a slave on the other side. 
It's all about energy and feeding the real agenda. That, that is absolutely correct. And this is a this is a deep concept. It's it, we get so fixated on this side, which is the whole point of us talking about dreams, mm-hmm. that we forget. Muted, sorry. <laughs> that we forget that there is so much more radiating out, and we are slaves on many levels. And we're indoctrinated and programmed on many levels. Yes. Well, we can be. I think I do believe that there's a, you know, like Sophia, the earth, you know, I I feel like we could shake it off at any time also. Oh, they want to know more about the energy slaves. It's just like the Matrix, John. It's kind of, we're batteries. Watch the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's. I think he's aware of all that. I think he was just enjoying the, the meandering conversation. But that'll be in our after hours. Yes. Upload, which we're still working on the name for. We'll figure it out. So I guess on this we will we'll end this because we do want to keep these to an hour, an hour and fifteen, and we're at an hour twenty. So but we were off for like three minutes, so we're okay. I also yes. wanted to add that we are going to move the show to a new channel starting in September. It's called uh, Vocus Nocte, Night Voices, and, or the voice, I forget what it means. <laughs> and um, I'll put the links in the show notes, but uh, please subscribe to that channel to watch this in September. That's it. Are we done? All right. Yes. Thank so you Kim, for stay watching. On. Nobody hang up. Thank you for Thank watching, you listening, we should say. And have a great night, and we'll see you next week with guest Ra Castaldo from Exploring the Ka channel here on YouTube. So that will be an interesting show. It's going to be an awesome show. So everyone have a good night. Take care. Dream well. Yeah.